0: So this podcast has been a long time coming. We've been talking about this like forever. And I think it's just been a culmination of time and energy to exert into a podcast, but then also the vulnerability of, you know, just putting our business out there. So here we are beyond conception and, you know,
1: it's the... Is what?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's just a little challenging, but ever. Let's just dive into it. Let's just dive into it.
1: Yep. Let's just dive in. Okay. I guess I got to introduce myself. Oh, well, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> this is Desmond. Right. You. And who am I?
0: Yeah, you're my husband.
1: Right. I'm Shalmika,
0: and we've been married 15 years. It'll be 16 years in August. Yeah. Together
1: 18 years. Yep. And you are hogging the microphone. Oh, stop!
0: But anyway. And we have one daughter, yeah. Hattie Laureen, sweet. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't always been here, Mm-mm. obviously. <laughs> She's five, but prior to her coming, you know, we had some challenges conceiving her. And the first nine years of our marriage, we tried and tried and it just didn't happen. And then God allowed us to have her. And we know that a lot of people are out there struggling and partially why I wanted to start this podcast in particular was a lot of times we look at infertility as a woman, a woman issue, right? As a woman? As a woman, right? (laughs) As a woman issue. It's just a female issue. I am not a woman. I'm not a woman, right?
1: I'm a man. Okay,
0: okay. But it's also a male issue. It's particularly a couple's issue, right? right? Because if you're struggling with infertility, you're probably not doing it alone. I mean, there's a lot of ways to create a family nowadays and people can be um, get donor sperm or eggs, if they're trying to Why start a Why is that the
1: first one you come out with? What? <laughs> donor sperm. Well, that's a way that people, a method of creating a family. A lot of
0: people have that.
1: Yeah, but you just, I mean, you just skip right over all of the other ways well, of creating a family. You go straight to donor sperm. No, no, no. What I was saying was, Desmond,
0: is that... Infertil- no, infertility is not just a female issue or a male issue. It's not isolated to a sex, but it's a couple's issue. A lot of times people go through it together right. with their partner. Right. And, you know, we're a heterosexual couple. And a lot of times people, they do have alternative routes of starting a family. Right. So that's what I was getting at with that. Right. And so... Starting the podcast, I didn't feel comfortable in just doing it from my perspective as a woman. And there are times throughout this podcast where we will give a singular perspective, whether it be male or female, but it really is a collective issue. And so I'm glad I have you here to help with the collective. Glad to be here.
1: <laughs> uh, glad to be here.
0: You don't sound like it. I'm glad to be here. Okay, whatever. You, you sound like a hostage. I'm, a I'm hostage. not holding a gun to your head. I'm a hostage? Okay, well, I don't know, but it really is about us, and so I wanted to bring that perspective and look at infertility as a couple's issue, and so I really started back in 2015. It was really New Year's Eve.
1: When what started?
0: 2015? Well, listen, not the podcast, but you know, I have started that blog, oh. the WordPress. Oh, I, I thought a... you were saying
1: infertility started in 2015.
0: No, no, we were just overcoming that after the birth of Hattie in 2014, but... No, in 2015, I was at home with Hattie and we were watching Bishop Jakes' um, New Year's Eve service. And he had this powerful message and talking about walking in your purpose and having um, divine talents and giftings from the Lord. And that really just ministered to me. And this had been something that was heavy on my heart. And the truth of the matter is, is that Um, you're not delivered from something until you can talk about it, right? Right. Who said that? Bishop A.C. Nelson. Yes, Bishop Nelson. And the reality is for years we suffered in silence and um, we didn't convey what was going on to our family and or friends. And after we had Hattie and we started sharing our story, people were in awe to some degree that we were going through this. Some had even thought. I thought y'all didn't want
1: kids. Who's around here lying? <laughs> I ain't I would... lying. She gonna finish school. She graduated. <laughs> well, she I... wanna lose some weight. She lost the weight. Well, I think those are coping mechanisms. I just we want were a Toyota. To deal with it. We bought a Toyota. <laughs> we're <laughs> <trying>. <laughs> we
0: were trying to deal with. I'm gonna wait till I know how to okay. make medium rare steaks. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were trying to deal with what was going on. The happenings of being um infertile or just the inability to have ch- a child something that you deeply want it's the one thing that your whole life you try not to get you know before your particular age especially you know if you're adolescent they say don't get pregnant and you're trying to either be abstinent or sneaking or creeping or taking you know forms of birth control to not get pregnant and even when you are a young adult because if you need some help i got crazy okay, pro. okay. Crazy okay, Stop. Stop. All right. stop. Yeah. And so with that being said, even as an adult, you know, before you get married, traditionally people would want to get married and have a child. And I know some people nowadays even, you know, have children outside of marriage and nothing wrong with that. It happens, right? But most people try not to make it happen. Most people love to, like, plan and try to have a child with a supportive partner, have, you know, their career on, you know, deck, money on deck, love on deck, everything just stacked. ba-ba-ba, you know, everything is in order. But even when you do have stuff in order, it's not always the perfect situation. You're not ready for it until it happens. So, ideally,
1: you know, we would have loved... What's that one song Hattie be singing? What? When you kept sitting on deck, tired of the Disrespect. Mm.
0: oh that's that what's my name yeah sing it loud something on kids pop anyway oh but anyway (laughs) see i lost my train of thought what was i saying oh you would want to have a child in a quote-unquote perfect situation right and we we had first gotten married in 2004 and initially, we we never really had a conversation when we were going to have kids. It was just, we're going to have kids. Right. It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like we were going to plan it. So anyway, long story short, nine years later, we didn't. We weren't pregnant, and we went through all that. So I was listening to Bishop Jakes, and I started that um Blog to kind of just start releasing myself of some things that were pent up and through my experiences, and just sharing, you know, how I overcame. Um, certain obstacles in dealing with infertility and from that a lot of people reached out to me um, found me friends um, even people that wrote back to me from the blog people I didn't even know yep. I was like wow this is kind of impactful and then it just like naturally even people who may have not have even seen the blog they would seem to gravitate to me and like uh-huh. through conversations, just this authentic conversation, we would get into some serious stuff about their struggles. Of and we, to testifies. we
1: testifies, we yeah. testifies, we tell the Lord's goodness. So right. sometimes people hear our testimony Yes,
0: in church. Um, so they hear our testimony and they're like, wow, you know, if God did it for you, he can do it for me. And we've just been kind of on this journey since um, having Hattie of just kind of releasing ourselves of it. And I know that, it's not only helped me but it's helped others but i think it's healing for me as well Mm -hmm. and even too we're still having some struggles um with infertility and having some miscarriages since Hattie and Mm -hmm. i know that um it's definitely cathartic for me to kind of release certain stuff too about this infertility journey because
1: it is a journey I i don't i don't know if we can use the word cathartic without laughing
0: well cathartic is a release of tension
1: but isn't it through laughter
0: no. No, a good movie could be cathartic. It's not necessarily through laughter. It's just something that's releasing, uh, something that's pent up. Got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the name Beyond Conception came to me after watching that message. And looking at Beyond Conception, it ministered to me in a way to really think that infertility is really beyond the actual conception of an embryo, then a fetus, and then a baby. It's hard to conceptual or conceptualize uh-huh. that this is happening to me. Because no one in their wildest imagination thinks that I'm going to grow up and have infertility that, issues. Oh,
1: oh, so it was hard for you to conceive that concept, what? The inconceivable, literally
0: inconceivable in my body. And then I can't imagine that this is happening to me. So it's like beyond conception, beyond, it's beyond what I'm physically going through and beyond what I can mentally wrap my mind around that I am struggling with infertility out of all the people in the world. Not that I would wish this on anybody. So
1: you couldn't conceive that you couldn't conceive. Right. Got it. Exactly. I couldn't say that again. You said it, you summed it up, right? could not conceive Mm -hmm. the fact that we couldn't conceive. conceive.
0: Exactly. And then even too, when you look at um, conception, there's a lot of things that go into that.
1: But why do you think that you were above not being able to conceive? I want to keep saying, (laughs) I want to say misconception, but that's not the right term.
0: It's hard to fathom because no one really... Um, talks about it one and I know that now in our society we're seeing more conversations around infertility and we're looking at even celebrities who are sharing their stories and talking even having surrogates and people just like normal people like us that you know don't have any notoriety but just going through the struggle and then finding ways to have these meaningful conversations around this topic and it's starting to become I hate to say the norm but Mm -hmm. it's 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 the happening it's been happening but it's why are we haven't been taught about this Mm -hmm. because like you know like even for me as a female you get your cycle and it's don't get pregnant people Mm -hmm. tell you how to prepare for your cycle but no one has that conversation or at least anyone that i know maybe you out there knows have these conversations but Anytime you're talking about your menstrual cycle, especially on the on-site of your menses, it's all the ways to prevent a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. No one ever has a conversation with you of what to do if you can't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it's always the idea or the conception is that you're going to get pregnant Mm -hmm. and you're not going to have any issues, but what do you do when the issues arise? We have conversations around what to do with financial struggles, academic struggles, relationship
1: struggles. But like, but what do you feel like that is more to the black community?
0: Yes and no. Um, statistics show that you know black people we do suffer just as the highest rates as you know white people. But I'm but, talking about like
1: the not discussing it, the not talking about it. Do you think that that is more prevalent in the black community?
0: Well, I can only say it's more prevalent in the black community because I'm a part of the black community. And people that I know... Yes. Yep. <laughs> and people that I know in black my call community... To. We're black! We're black! We're black. And people that I know in my community, we don't talk about it.
1: Mm. We don't
0: talk about it. And so you I mean, siloed.
1: I, just, I, I feel like when we watch it on TV, you know, people struggle with infertility when we watch different type of... of even commercials, down to fertility clinics and things like that, it's always yeah tailored
0: to the disproportionately white. Mm-hmm. white. Yeah, and we well we know that from our experience because every time we went in the clinic, we were the only black couple, and I had to save face just to make sure I wasn't giving off the angry black woman um, vibe when I got a negative test result, or you know doctors feeling I'm disrespecting them, not putting no respect on their name, right? So we see that. So beyond conception, you know, it really goes beyond the conceivable in your body and just in your mental capacities to really um, wrap around this idea of why is this happening to me? And it's not, and go back to your question, it's not that I thought I was better than. I felt in a way that my body was betraying me, and I told you that a lot, Yeah. that I felt like my body wasn't doing what it was designed to do.
1: Yeah, because... and, and when I heard you say that, the first thing that I could equate it to was an athlete that I spoke to who got injured. Mm-hmm. A professional athlete that I spoke to, they got injured, and when they got injured and could no longer play on a professional level, mm-hmm. they said they felt as if their body betrayed them. Mm-hmm. Something that they have trained, they have worked on, they have, doctored and stretched and built and depended on Mm -hmm. and it has responded accordingly and now here comes a point in time where you needed to do everything that you have trained for it to do and it's not working and it left you
0: it left me and my body was just literally it betrayed me it i felt a betrayal because i felt that I was doing it right, particularly because we're Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, get married and be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. And I just knew it. I have always had these conversations with friends, like, I wanna have five kids. Mm-hmm. And I have a husband, he's like, mm. <laughs> I wanna have five kids and, you know, I'm gonna have like two girls and three boys and be great. It's just, it's just what you think of. You don't think the opposite of that. And we know, now, I did know growing up some people that did not have kids and it was the conversation as woo, 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 poor them, you know, she can't have a baby kind of thing. Oh, you know, just say a prayer for her. Maybe it'll happen. But it was always this um, view of pity mm. on them. Mm. And when I was going through it, I felt like I was going to become that woman mm. that people will start pitying me. And anybody that knows me is that I don't like to be um, patronized and felt pitied
1: and feeling Every like people are... Every time you use are... the word patronized, mm-hmm. I think about in church when they're talking about taco sales. Okay. So patronize patron. patronize <laughs> because, the pastor's okay. eight.
0: Stop. Okay. They're saying it wrong. It's patronized. Tacos in the back. Okay. got Got it but no so I started doing that blog and started talking to people individually and people were coming to me people sending people to us for counsel we prayed Uh for people Uh and they since have conceived Uh and have had children multiple children Uh even before we even shared our story even going through it God will place certain people on our hearts and we would pray for oh, them. Oh, and we would pray. And they would have children. And God will answer. he answer. Oh my God, would he answer for them. But we weren't hearing nothing. It was dead on the line. And we was interceding. I really. And, and we wasn't And and, <laughs> and these people, we've never told them, but we've seen it happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was discouraging. So all these things it was just hard to believe that it was happening to us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why God? you know why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to us? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it helped build us to where we are now yeah, and we're at absolutely. the point now to where we can share our story absolutely. And even through the goings on, of what's continuing to happen in our lives concerning expanding our family that isn't happening the way that we'd had wished that it would. Yeah. Um. So it's built our faith. So I'm gonna get a family of gerbils. Okay, you're just talking now. No, no gerbils. We're not doing that, but, you know, it would be nice to have other pitter-patters around here and Hattie have a sibling.
1: Rats um, make pitter-patter gerbils. Jesse,
0: no, stop,
1: stop. I've got a friend that's got a gerbil.
0: Good but we're not getting gerbils, amen. So with that being said, so here we are, um, you know, 15 years down and a lifetime to go and still waiting for, are we gonna have more children or not? But in the meantime, you know, we're just having this podcast to bring faith and hope. And we know that God is faithful and that he has brought us through a lot of dark moments in dealing with infertility. And oh, yes. Even um, just having Hattie it within itself is a blessing, mm-hmm. and I know that some people have had a longer journey than us, mm-hmm. and they're still in the fight just to have one child. Right. Right, and right, I'm right, thankful. Right, right. Um, everybody's journey is different. We're mm-hmm. not experts, but we are expert at what we've been through.
1: What expert? At us. And
0: yeah, what has worked for us, and just sharing our story to provide again faith and hope. That using us as an example that if God did it for us. Then he can do it for you. And why don't you briefly share? Because you, I like how you give the statistics of it all. About so, how, oh, you Oh, know, from when we met with yeah. that one doctor? Yeah. So yeah. first so, of all, talk about how many doctors
1: we saw. So we saw eight doctors. You saw eight doctors. Yeah. And I had two. Uh-huh. Um. And so I remember the first doctor you went to by yourself because we were just kind of you know, just really in that early stage, like, hey, what are we doing wrong? What do we need to do? Drink more mushroom water. What's happening? Talk to us. What's happening? And so, from a man's perspective, our thing is, ain't nothing wrong with me. <laughs> My soldiers is marching. Hmm. And so, um, you went to the doctor's appointment or whatever, because that's typically where we start. And I remember. Because
0: we typically start with the woman, right? We yep. silo this issue into a woman's yep. issue, mm-hmm. and it's bigger than us.
1: And most doctors who have that more of a comprehensive approach, if you will, one of the first things that they'll say is, okay, yeah, we're going to test you, but get your husband ready because we're going to have to test him too. So Mm -hmm. um, I remember getting a call when you were leaving the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. I was working at a big bank Mm -hmm. that shall remain nameless. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like a blow, right? Because... He told you all of these issues. You were crying. I started crying. Well, let me give them. It was them... in the first year of our marriage. Yeah. And it was the whole scenario of the fact that you had so many mountains ahead that we had to climb in order to be able to conceive.
0: Well, like I was saying, and I'll let you get back to the statistics part. So I felt that my body betrayed me because, um, gosh, I don't even know where to start. But to start, um, we got married in August. We came back from our honeymoon.
1: I think we need to save some of this for episode one. Well, like, I think we'll dive into deep.
0: Well, no, I'm just gonna give a brief just a keep. Quick it high. Keep it high, Scotty Deeper. <laughs> keep it high. I, no, no, no. But listen, so basically, we got married August. We came back from our honeymoon. I was due for my period that August and it didn't come. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming, oh my god, I, I got knocked up on the honeymoon. Well, August came and went, no period. I took a test.
1: It was negative. I think you're really diving into I'm episode not, one. I'm not. No, just Because listen. we need to talk about our whole journey. We need to talk about what all happened on our okay. wedding weekend. We need to have it about all Pause. of it. Oh no.
0: <laughs> no, are you I'm to- no, no, no. Wait, let me just say this really quick. So anyway You don't wanna talk about No. I. d we'll get to that later. Oh. Hold on. So anyway, I got diagnosed with PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome. I thought it was And I had
1: principles of Stop. Christian observation and <laughs> <in> sainthood. <laughs>
0: okay. Stop. So anyway, I didn't know, I never heard of this. I was baffled, confused. Remember, it was hard for me to conceptualize this, like what is going on? So I had always been regular. And then I had, my period started being irregular. I'm gaining all this weight. I don't know what's going on. And so that's when you got that call and now finish your story because I'm like, this is what's happening to me. It makes sense. Right, but why right, is this happening? Right. And to we'll me?
1: we'll break that story down yeah. even more. But what ultimately what ends up happening is I go to the doctor's office as well. Mm-hmm. I go through my mode of tests. When you start getting to these high dollar fertility doctors. And I mean high dollar. Uh, uh, they take time with you. Oh, we yeah. go in his office. We sit across a real desk from him. There is no doctor's coat anymore. We're having a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And the conversation is, this is what he told us. He said, the fact of the matter is, Shamika, if you could conceive and Desmond was not fine, Desmond would have a 1 in 100,000 chance of conception with a woman who is perfectly fine. Then he says, Shalmika, if Desmond was perfectly fine and you couldn't conceive, your situation in itself Mm, is a 1 in 100,000 chance for conception to happen. Mm. But the reality of your situation is both of you have an issue. Mind blown, right? Mind blown Because I'm thinking it's me And so I'm sitting there with a calculator and I'm like I just can't <laughs> figure it out <laughs> I just can't tabulate the one in one hundredth and mm. carrying zeros and so that's the reason why I always say that if you take a hundred thousand taps a hundred thousand it comes up to some huge number and I always tell Hattie that she's one in a million. Yes. Because when we look at the situation that we were presented with mm-hmm. in 2004, or actually it was early 2005, right?
0: Yeah, it was yeah early 2005.
1: Then we know that, hey, a miracle has happened for her to be here. So, the purpose of this podcast is to share with you our story, our journey, our yeah. life, how things happen for a reason, they happen for a purpose, yeah. and whether you go on to conceive a physical child or Mm -hmm. whether you are somewhere in the struggle of trying to conceive or whether you have come to grips with the fact that conception in a traditional form is
0: not your option is
1: not in your basket. Yeah. We just want to be able to share our story, but also share a mode of support, Mm -hmm. a mode of encouragement. Yeah. A mode of optimism, and I, you know what? I found it so sobering in my life that mm-hmm. when I face things, just to know that I'm not alone.
0: Right, and that's the whole thing with infertility is that you do feel isolated because, again, the you feel the anomaly because you see everybody around you pregnant. Oh, and a whole lot of kids. folks get
1: pregnant in nine years.
0: Oh my gosh, multiple times. Well, we got
1: some funny stories coming up. We got some funny <laughs> stories. We got some like. funny stories. You talk about beyond conception. Some folk been getting pregnant. That's beyond
0: my conception. (laughs) Like Nanny was saying, some folks been getting pregnant that's never been pregnant before. (laughs) But the reality is, is that in just talking about your statistics and my issue and your issue, it wasn't just a she, he thing. It was a us thing. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get through this as a couple? Because through your conception, there's a lot of things that plague on your relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it be finance, your spirituality, conversation, arguments you know did you take your pill did you take your shot you know (laughs) when was your doctor's appointment you should be eating that that has too much this and that shout out to
1: Arimidex.
0: yeah so uh, (laughs) (laughs) so there's a lot of things that as a couple you experience you go through miscarriage that's a couple's issue you go through a stillborn birth that's a couple's issue you go through a bad doctor's report it's not you're not in it alone you have a partner and if you and your partner aren't aren't on the same page, then that can be detrimental to your relationship. A lot of people divorce because of infertility, yeah. and we're still together. Yeah. And it's by the grace of God.
1: What you and just so, feeling
0: you feeling the Clark sisters because you just got through watching? No, them it was a great movie, but you know I like the Clark sisters. But anyway, so you know we have to talk about it. And again, the only way that you're healed from something is when you can talk about it. And I think we're at a place now um, of healing of ourselves, but it's time to heal others. And this platform is a great way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Yeah. All right. we'll be back. So tune in next week. Tune in. We'll be posting weekly and we hope to hear from you. So let us know. You know we are posting weekly. All right. Bye. Bye.